This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, the podcast that tries to get you to feel better about dating and doesn't have a good tagline. And that's our brand. Liza, good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's always funny when we do these morning recordings because it's three hours earlier in LA, but I am such a trash morning person (laughs) that even though I've been awake since like seven Eastern time, I still feel like you're peppier and more awake than me. I mean, I am I am cradling my my cup of joe (laughs) as though it is my newborn child Um, or potentially even more important. I do not feel awake this morning, but Liza, (laughs) I believe in us. And everybody out there, I believe in you if you're listening to this in the morning. Uh, We are here for you. And we're going to talk about (laughs) some fun dating things. We're going to be your friends in your ears. We are going to continue not having guests because we are bogged down elsewhere in our lives. But we are here for you, and we are grateful for you, and we are very grateful to be in your ears. And today we're going to talk about fast-forwarding. Ooh, and it's okay. This is a concept that is like being, I feel like, written about online as a positive thing, but I also want to talk about it as a negative thing because I am a big fat bummer. And I think I've seen examples of fast forwarding in good ways and bad ways. We're going to talk about that like a little bit later, potentially after our ad break. We're going to do our normal like business consumption, our one hit wonder pep talks first. But I'm very excited to talk about fast forwarding. I have a lot of feelings about it and some bitterness. <laughs> I, You know, I'm going to come real clean here. Uh, a radical transparency she brought to the podcast at 8 a.m. I did not realize what fast forwarding was. I had not heard of it until literally a minute before this podcast when I opened the beautiful <laughs> outline you made. And it only sounds negative to me. My, That's my initial how I thought. felt. Yes. When and I saw the phrase, I was like, this is a bad thing. And then I read the article and I was like, oh, it's actually like this article is talking about it as a lot of like the, the philosophies around dating positivity and like selectivity that we um, preach from our soapboxes. But I feel like my first impulse of what I thought it was, was like when someone tries to fast forward through the steps of a relationship without like doing the work. Um, so we're going to talk about both. We're going to talk about both those interpretations, the pros, the cons, how to do it positively, um, what to do if you see someone doing it in a way that you think is not healthy, etc. And that is coming up in a little bit. But for now, well, business. Well, you know what I want to say? And mm-hmm. what? Wow, what an intro for someone new to this podcast. If you came to us through Carlo and Thiel's podcast, Unfuck Your Brain, welcome. We were very Welcome. grateful that she reposted an interview we did with her a while ago, and she is just the the queen of badassery and all things great on the internet. And we 
would just like to say welcome to our podcast. We're a little different. Also, if you're looking for kind of, you know, the 51 first dates uh, of of the titular or the titular 51 first dates, I would recommend starting at the beginning. Sound quality won't be the same for those first three eps, but you can listen to my journey going on dates or you can start kind of midway through, listen to my our next dater, who happens to be my brother, Kenny's journey going through dates, or our other daters, Olivia or Carlin's recent journeys going through dates. But if you're looking for that one date a week, you can go back. Who knows what like global political events we're talking about in the intros, but I just wanted to shout that out. And either way, we're so happy to have you here. And we just try to be a place that, I don't know, we did a recent like rebrand Valentine's Day episode. And I feel like we're trying to rebrand dating, like make it you know, it's not all bad. It's not all great. But I think there's a way we can talk about it, normalize it, maybe approach it differently. Where like, if you want to be doing it, great. If you don't, don't. But we don't all have to adhere to rules or... Well, Liza, I'm trying. I'm trying to totally. pitch. I'm trying to pitch this no, podcast no, no, you to Spotify. Are. And I think <laughs> I very, very in line with what Cara does. We want anyone who wants to date to feel confident that they can and that they they can be go out there be selective look for what they want you know be firm with their boundaries with their needs um with their expectations that's something that Kimmy and I both struggled with especially when we were like in our early 20s and dating in New York you know I was certainly you know afraid all the time about everything and really insecure and like made a lot of compromises based on that and so that's I think that's like our biggest consistent piece of podcast goalery is like we want everyone who wants to be dating to feel the confidence and like the support that they can be dating yeah and it's yeah it's it's a thing you can do and it's not a test of your self-worth and just a bunch of people bumping into each other, having a cocktail, seeing if they get along. Um, yeah. That's that. So follow us if you that. want at 514st Dates Pod on Instagram. We don't do that much there, but we like your follows. Um, or at uh, email us 514st Dates Pod at gmail.com. Your worst first dates, your questions, your stories, your thoughts, comments, concerns. Rate, subscribe, and review because those are lovely. Uh, great. Shall we kick it? Let's to consumption. do it. Okay, we've got to obviously do consumption corner. You know, I know what we're going to be talking about here. Maybe we need to do like a full oh, episode devoted. Why haven't we done a full? That should have been our episode this morning. I would have woken up with you. And I know. Pep in my but step. here's the thing. Um, I still. Uh, first of all, we're talking about Love Is Blind. Kimmy yes. and I know this because we've been texting about it a lot on like different threads with different people. Our individual thread, Love Is Blind, is popping off. But I, we couldn't have done it for the episode today because I still have only watched the first like four. I just like have not had time to to actually like get through the rest of the episodes. But I have literally like Sunday night set aside so I can watch them. So maybe next week. Yes, maybe next week because honestly. I'm caught up except for the one episode, the finale, that hasn't come out yet. And I don't think I can, like, make it. I, I need to know what happens. But I also enjoy the suspense. Something to look forward to. Uh, but, yes, Liza, we should do an episode because here's the thing. I sort of feel like with this, this is, like, half binge model, half release in chunks. But it's not a weekly show. So it's kind of like I feel like people are even either going to catch up in the next two weeks or they're never going to watch it or they can skip that episode. So, 
uh, sending out a poll, DM us if you're like, don't talk about Love is Blind. I think it just is so, it, it applies to everything we talk about here and is so fascinating just as a yeah. television concept. And well. it's going to apply so much to our topic today. To fast forwarding. Mm-hmm. Like I am going to have to stop myself from talking about it the whole time we're talking about fast forwarding. But it basically that's what that show is. So like it's yeah it's very very relevant. It was in my mind when I was looking at this when I was like putting this this episode yeah. together. It's yeah. But let's do a whole episode next week on Love is Blind. Let's do it. I think I think <laughs> people be mad at us. Um, we'll do a whole episode on Love is Blind. We'll, we'll start with some normal consumption and fun stuff that episode two in case you hate this show but just high level that's what I've been consuming and if you haven't heard of it where have you been but also watch it uh love is blind is a show where um a bunch of singles I hate using the term singles sorry about that but people who are not dating other people go into these things called pods and talk to each other through a wall and you know they only get to see each other if they propose and they decide to get married then they go out into the real world well first they go to mexico then they go to the real world and they, they see if they can make it work uh from the producers of married at first sight it is fascinating people are wild and wow liza fast forwarding is so applicable so such a thing yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that deeply next week, but holy fucking shit, it's good TV. And I am like foaming at the mouth to finish (laughs) this season and I can't because of like just life. And man, it's really, really good. Is there anything else? We'll save it for next week mostly, but is there anything else that you've been watching that that you high recommend? Oh boy, Kimberly Ann, what have you been watching other than Kath and Kim and Love is Blind? Wait, Liza, just very quickly, I just want to ask you if you think to inspire people to watch it. Yeah. Do you think the second season or the first season is better so far of Love is Blind? I don't have like a super strong opinion. I think because I think they're both fantastic. Yeah. Like if if I do have a preference, it's very slight and I haven't it's been so long since I watched the first season like it's been like 2 years, so I feel like I don't have the right data. What do you I think, think? I think I might like this one more. Not it's that really there's anything good. wrong with the first one. I think it's just exploring more realistic uh, questions and dynamics we have in dating. Actually, so did the first one. They were so good about touching on money, which is something that no other dating show ever touches. Ever. Uh, so maybe both. And uh, we were talking with our friend, Sarah Winter. These people are slightly more normal looking than first season. Like they're just like they're still good looking people across the board, but well, some think they're better looking than they are, I feel. But um, <laughs> specifically, if you watch, you will have a sense of who I'm talking about. But um, everyone's so beautiful and hot, but not so extremely hot that it feels impossible. I feel like we're watching real humans. And yes, they all feel like your prettier friends, prettiest friends from like high school or college. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't feel like um, they don't feel like models or reality TV people. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have to do an episode because there is there still is like a lack of body diversity that we need. Uh, there's so much the body so much. stuff I could bitch about, and yeah. I will next week bitch about ad ad nauseum. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Liza, I don't think I'm consuming anything else other than Summer House for a really different kind of example of a real real relationship. Um, Kyle and Amanda. If you watch Summer House, if you're a Bravo head like me, uh, it's just feels so dark but the show is so good and the show actually I will and I am a white girl so I don't have you know full context but I saw some 
articles and and different commentary online kind of sharing this as well the sentiment there was an episode two weeks ago where a conversation about race came up in a very different way than it typically does on like housewives or other bravo shows i think it was handled better than other conversations on reality shows like about race and so i don't know i'm just like a big i i, I cheer for summer house i i don't know why it's it's the exact trash level that tickles my toes <laughs> mm, yeah I, I still haven't watched i still need to i sent our friend a list a job listing for a job on winter house and i was mm-hmm. like apply do it whatever and she's like i didn't know you were into the franchise i was like i'm not i just am through kimmy i just am, am a satellite bravo head it's like once you get i think it was the third season there was a moment where everything changed and i was like this is glorious it can never go away no thank you yeah okay I'm excited. I, I'll give a, a light shout out to Inventing Anna. Again, I've only seen like the first couple episodes, but I think it's fun. I mean, it's not good. It's like a sh- it's yeah. I, whatever. It, maybe it is, but it's like it's a Shonda Rhimes joint. It is like totally that. But I fucking love her and I love her shows and I will watch them forever and I don't need the dialogue to be good. Like it's just satisfying and fun and campy and like stupid and engaging and I you know it's like it's it really does um give me like froth with substance and with like enough substance and that that has been really soothing uh and like you know I I was deep in the Anna Delvey you know internet world back in like 2017 or 2018 whenever that really hit yeah. Uh, so I've read all the articles, whatever, and I was kind of like, eh, I'm going to be bored by this. I already like know the story. I read all the stuff and like, I'm not bored. I'm into it. <laughs> so I think it's fun. I think it's a fun late winter Shondaland watch that That's I would recommend. That's great to hear because I haven't watched it because I heard so many bad things about it. But I think you have to go in with the right expectations, it sounds like. You can't yeah. be like expecting it, it to be. It is not The Sopranos. It's yeah. not like prestige TV. It's like you know it's like a frothy soap opera it's cool I think Julia Garner's good her accent is insane you have to just ex- it, like it's campy I think yeah yeah so yeah, like I'm yeah I'll check it out I will check it out in deed you know what it is it's a good airplane watch if you wanted to if you wanted to sync anything for your upcoming flight Ooh, that's a good a good I yeah. believe of my personal life if you were talking directly to me Liza not the general you out there um I will be working but (laughs) I will maybe on the flight home uh okay wait okay that's good I have no other shows I have literally no other shows and it's sad and I feel that I'm forgetting something but maybe I'm not we'll hit it next week next week will basically be one giant consumption corner when we talk about love's blind so we need to do a mini one at the beginning I will have had the last episode and I I know and I will have caught up I'm excited um Okay, so let's do our rapid fire pep talks real quick. Um, this for anyone new is just like quick hit listener questions. People DM us on Instagram, like like short, fast questions that we're gonna give short, fast pep talks or answers to. So our first one, dating for two months, he's a sweetie, but he quote prefers to sleep alone. Red flag. Red flag, yes. I feel like we did one of these where it was like won't have sleepovers a while ago and we were like, well, there are many 
versions of what won't have sleepovers. Preferring to sleep alone, red flag. I mentioned this previously on this podcast, but I dated someone who wouldn't commit specifically to me and preferred to sleep alone. Um, Was never like, you know, getting me out of their apartment, but preferred to sleep in their own bed. And while one at the time, I now I have, if there are moments in your life where you're in a busier season or time and like your job is really stressful or you really need to wake up in your own bed on a weekday and I get that more than I did at the time (laughs) because I had I was making my own schedule but I also just think it's a red flag yeah yeah (laughs) I I also think like if you bring it up and there's no flexibility that's the biggest red flag if you're like why do you get hot overnight like or do you not want, you know what I mean? Like if someone's yeah. like, oh, I have a CPAP machine and I'm embarrassed oh, about yeah. it. That's a, you know, like I, I feel like drill into it a little bit and be like, why do you like to sleep alone? Like, and if you, if you catch evasiveness, if you catch sketchiness, which you probably will, I think like broad strokes, it's a red flag. I'm talking about maybe 5% of the time. There might be something else. There might be body insecurity. There might be farting insecurity. Who knows what it oh, is. But like insecurity, yeah. Yeah, ask a couple questions and know that it's probably a red flag. (laughs) Yeah, and then at the same time, I'm going to flip this on its head. Well, first I'm going to mention there was sleep apnea involved with a situation like this I was in, but there was also some some being evasive. So it was like, you know, every situation has its nuance. And also, but it's also okay to set boundaries. So I think Liza hit it on the head, you know, is, is there any flexibility? Is there rigidity? Is it matching what you want? It's a good... It's a good test, but yeah. Yeah. You're going to maybe, I was going to say, you're going to cuddle forever if you end up together, but not necessarily. You may have separate bedrooms. So, you know, that was a really good pep talk. Sorry. I think it's a red flag, but explore. (laughs) Very peppy. Great. (laughs) Next one. Been on a few dates. I like him, but he's on his phone a lot. Do I bring it up or next him? Okay, I'm going to jump in here. I don't think you next him. I'm on my phone way too much. It's a problem. I I think my boyfriend might next me. But also saying next him is great. Love it. Um, I think it's like what gets to you about him being on his phone? Because, again, projecting, projecting, projecting. I think for me, I would, if it's a few dates, I'd be like, why are you bringing your phone to the bathroom and kind of like on it all the time or are you swiping or are you texting another girl like it would start triggering all my insecurities if it's simply just that he's always kind of going to his phone after you know if you guys are watching a show he'll pick up his phone or he'll it's rude I don't know but we're all really addicted so I would just kind of like suss out your feelings around it before nexting or even bringing it up yeah what do you think I think that's wise I mean I think that like phone etiquette is really important and I I just checked my phone sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no it's it's talking about it also like triggers it in our mind I I think that it's really easy to use phones as a way to not connect as deeply like I think that this is something I'm noticing a lot where someone will when they're feeling vulnerable, like pick up their phone, like as a way to sort of like break it. I just would bring it. I mean, I would bring it up and just be like, hey, like, or you know what? We can do the Gen Z game. This is like something that my little cousin does. And I saw a table of four New York 
teenagers, like probably like 15 year olds doing at lunch the other day. Wow. You, wow. Which is like truly, I was Fancy. like, this is amazing. They the put pedigree. their phones in the center of the table, uh. face down, uh, in, a, in a pile. And the first person to grab their phone has to pay for the meal. Beautiful. God, so, I love like, Gen Z. You could even pitch that as like a game. Be like, hey, I want to hang out with you without your phone. Let's put our phones face down and whoever touches their phone first has to pay for this date. And then you can just do it like you can like jokingly be like, look, I looked at my phone. I'm paying as a way to be like, I proposed this game. Like I'm going to oh, yeah, I'm going to like cute. pay as like a whatever. I think that's um, Yeah. You know, I I really encourage as someone who like my partner is very, very sensitive about how much we're spending time in technology and like making sure we spend enough time connecting with each other. And there have been times when I've wanted to like literally break up with him and kick him out. No, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) it's it's helped me as a person so, so much to just be checked on how much I'm distracting myself. It's helped my mental health. It's like I've talked about it in therapy. Like I'm really appreciative of that. Everyone will have different receptiveness levels to that. But I think that like our next mountain to climb as humanity, well, we have a lot of mountains to climb. Climate change maybe is the next one. But the one after that, if we make it, is our addiction to technology. So fucking have the conversation. I think it's really important. And I think we all are going to have to reconcile with our addiction to our phones at some point. I hope we do. Yeah, have the conversation. And I'm just thinking about kind of why I am on my phone too much. And it goes into just like scrolling in the morning as well now. But I feel I don't have a separate work phone. So I am like checking. I'm not. Yeah. I It's not a way to be. But like I don't know if I were dating someone who was like checking their phone in odd amount. It, to my earlier insecurities and projections, it would comfort me to know they're just stressed about a work thing or something. Totally. But even then, I feel like if some if if I'm on a date with someone or if I'm out with someone, this happens all the time, like so many people in New York, their work just doesn't end when they leave the office. And this happens everywhere, obviously, like LA too. But like I'll go to dinners and I'll have a friend be like, hey, I have this thing happening at work and I'm going to have to be on my phone like kind of a lot. I'm so sorry. That's like the type of behavior yeah. I want from someone I'm out with if they're going to be on their phone a lot is like an explanation of why and like a quick nod that they know it's not like the best way to be around other people and then I'm like fine fucking yeah do your thing we've I've been there everyone's been there where you have to like check your phone every five minutes when you're at dinner or whatever um but I think it's like a self-awareness around it that I'm looking for yeah and just a quick tip which is I love having my phone on silent but that means I check it a lot more if there's a work thing so putting a Again, this is not the question, but putting that kind of alert on, even if it has to be audible because you can't have the buzz in your pants. I don't know. The buzz should work. But just giving you the heads up to that person you're at dinner with, like, hey, it's going to be annoying, but I think I'm going to check it less if I, like, get an alert so I know that something's coming through from work versus, like, looking at it in paranoia. You know when something's in your bag and you're like, I can't check it. Also, just getting better at putting the phone away. But, um, I yeah, I, I just don't think you can neck someone for being on their phone a lot when we're all – trying to get we're all addicted yeah. yeah I just looked at mine and I wish I hadn't because I had a work thing and I was like fuck I didn't do this well, <laughs> oh you can totally go and do it less no, no 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 it's not an important thing we are all addicts um anyway technology addiction would be a good topic yeah um okay last one 
Can I ask someone to stop using natural deodorant? That shit doesn't work. <laughs> oh, boy, are you right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I use Mega Babe now, and I love it, and it works the best of them. But even so, in the summer, like, I can't. And it's because I don't feel like I'm at a point where I'm going to get dumped for that now. But early dating, absolutely not. Give me the old spice, baby. Um, can you ask someone to do this, Liza? This is so hard. I'm trying to go back to like old school, what manner books would say, Emily Post. Uh, I feel like you can't unless you're really getting closer to each other, but also you should be able to. I don't have an answer. I'm so sorry. It's really hard. This one was like, I saw this and I was like, fuck, because I've had this situation with like, I don't know, like smelly people. I don't like it happens to all of us, right? And it's very tricky because I also totally understand why people want to do this for health reasons. And I do think that like three seasons of the year, Mega Babe is the way to go. But then (laughs) it's summer and it's tough. I I try to use natural deodorant for most of the year when I am not and I'm not a sweaty or particularly stinky person. But I also have a rule with Jeff. Like he must tell me if I smell. Yeah. So. I basically am agreeing with you. I don't know. This is tricky. I think you have to be really close to someone to have a conversation about hygiene. That is like very, very tough waters. So I would say if you really like this person and you've been dating for a while and you feel like you guys have a rapport in that way, you can bring up the way that it like affects you. I would use a lot of I statements, be like, I just feel like sometimes it's hard to like, you know, snuggle or whatever, but I also want you to feel good about your health and like your impact on the environment. You know, like I I think that there's ways to broach it, but I would say be like, hey, I want to be open to what you want, but I'm just like it's a it's becoming a little bit of a problem for me. Just wondering if there's like if you're open to talking about it. You know, like I if you were if you did have to broach it, I would be extremely gentle and only after like months of dating, if you get that far, because if they're stinky, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to have sex with someone who's stinky. I think you made a great point though, Liza, because it's gonna be so painful and uncomfortable, even if you like have been dating for a while I know in my relationship we were just like if like someone had oh just yeah sniff each Jeff will literally walk and, past me and be like when was the last time you took a shower and I'll be like three days ago yeah. <laughs> yeah there's just this like polite thing and I still get offended so I'm gonna say maybe the most important thing is like are you ready to propose to this person if you were in the pods together on love is blind because yes. that's how much you have to like them to go through this awful awful conversation and I state totally making yeah. You have to see the potential for a long-term relationship or else it, it might just not be your place to, yeah. to bring it up. <laughs> oh my God. What a good question. Please tell us if you've, please tell us your natural deodorant stories where or stink smell, other people smell stories. Please tell us your other people on their phone or you on their phone stories. Please. Yeah. Those feel yeah. like new but very important topics that we have not yeah. covered enough. Totally. Um, all right, let's take a really quick ad break and then we're going to get into our conversation about fast forwarding. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go 
Enjoy your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, speaking of fast-forwarding, maybe, we hope you didn't because we love our sponsors, but maybe you just fast-forwarded to get to this point in the episode. Uh, Okay, starting at ground zero, Liza, what is fast-forwarding? Okay, so I am getting this info from Mm metro.co.uk, the Metro, um, an article called Fast-Forwarding and Other Dating Trends. Uh, and in this article, they are defining fast forwarding as enabling single people to avoid wasting time through more selective dating and having greater confidence in calling things a day, like fast forwarding through the many dates where you're deciding on people and being like, I don't think you fit with what I want. So I'm going to move on to the next person. Or I do think with what you, you fit with what I want. So I want to talk about like exclusivity or whatever. Obviously, A lot of those things are what we tell everyone to do all the time is to like, you know, feel confident, know what you want, like speak the words of what you want and label it, name it, pursue it. When I heard fast forwarding, (laughs) what I first imagined it was, was what I'm going to call. So I'm going to call that that definition, the good fast forwarding. Bad, I imagined it as what I'm going to call bad fast forwarding, which is basically like fast tracking a relationship without doing the foundational work to make sure it's the right relationship. Um, I see so much of that and it always stresses me out and truly like I'm I probably go too far in the opposite direction because I've been with my partner for a really fucking long time and I'm still like I don't know about marriage not like with him but like in general <laughs> she's engaged honey I'm, en- yeah. I'm engaged I'm getting married in like a couple months but I, and I and I'm lying I am very excited about it and I do know I am like I do know about marriage now like I am confident excited and like all of it but it took me like a lot longer <laughs> than it takes a lot of people to be like fine let's get married um so here's those are those are basically like yeah those are the two types of fast forwarding I want to talk about good and bad Kimmy what are your thoughts I'm having a moment and I'm going to try to be clear which has not been my strong suit this episode but they're they feel related to me so bad fast forwarding right or sorry good fast forwarding already off to a great start good fast forwarding means that you won't like stick around dating someone who's either A, not treating you well, or B, you're not sure you're into, but you just feel like you need to be dating to tell people, you know, at the next drinks night you have, like, oh yeah, I'm seeing this guy, or because society told you you were an age, so you should give that date another shot, even though in your gut you're like, this isn't a match. That makes me pro good fast forwarding, because it's like, no, if if you're sure about something, like, say, setting a boundary or just ending it, just, like, not letting yourself get caught up in something because you feel like you need to, that feels like a good outcome. 
bad fast forwarding feels very similar in terms of motivation because I'm picturing people who get married really quickly, A, just because society told them to to do so or because they feel like they need to do that because of other reasons and they want to be just they want to be there because their friends are there um and so in that case like bad fast forwarding feels really bad to me because you are changing the entire course of your life and another humans just to kind of um fit in we'll call it for lack of better term the same way like good fast forwarding can keep you from those impulses of fitting in. So I guess like it's right when we fast forward we're usually getting I'm just thinking of like literally VHS tapes. Fast forwarding <laughs> is usually getting to something that you want and in both cases this is getting someone to something they want. One case just feels healthier to me which is where you kind of in early dating can be a little bit more sure about what you do and do not want. Now at the same time we are big proponents of second dates because I don't think you can know a lot after a first date unless it's awful. Um, I don't even, unless you were like repulsed, I don't know if you can even know how attracted you are to someone after a first date. And I usually think that, you know, that energy you get when you feel really attracted to someone after a first date could also be a different kind of fast forwarding um, that you should partake in and, and maybe like get to the thing you want. S-E-X and wow I'm I'm like not even saying the word sex anymore uh and then you know drop that I it's very challenging for me to reconcile this term with what like good fast forwarding means so yeah it's funny you know what it is as you were talking I realized why we both had the same impulse about fast forwarding it's that I think bad fast forwarding is like 90% more common than good fast forwarding yeah I feel like I look around at the women I know and I see and the men that I know honestly and see a ton of examples of bad fast forwarding because people want like I feel like I've seen this because people want to have kids and because people want yeah like want to get married because their friends are getting married or because people want to have a wedding or because people want like there's so many reasons I see it or because people want to be done dating. I've literally, like, heard people say, like, I don't know. I just am, like, tired of looking for the right person or whatever. Like, it's it's very, very common. And we see examples of it all the time, both through having this podcast and also just being humans in the world and, like, seeing our, you know, observing our friends and relationships and, and um, interfacing with them about their relationships. Why did I just use the word interfacing? It was very businessy. Um, <laughs> but... That's, I think, what's, like, shocking to me is that we are seeing so much of the bad. And now I feel, I feel like, judgmental calling it bad fast-forwarding. But I just think it's – I don't blame anyone who bad fast-forwards because we've all been, like, brainwashed from the time we were very, very young, especially, like, women, to think that our value lies in someone wanting to be with us. Um, so, of course, we want to fast-forward. <laughs> of course we do. But I really, like, I, I you know, being close, clo- you know, I was going to say mid-30s. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Wow. It's, I'm, oh, I'm 33, so I'm going to continue to call myself early 30s. But being at this age, I feel like we're starting to see the other side of this fast-forwarding. We're starting to see breakups of really long-term partnerships, divorces, like, difficulties after people have kids. And... It's there's a lot of like pain on the other side of this kind of bad fast forwarding. So how can we shift 
the the people how can we encourage shifts from bad fast forwarding to good fast forwarding bear with me here i think a lot of bad fast forwarding would not happen if people did more good fast forwarding so yes example being wow i didn't know if that was going to make any sense to think it God. did i feel like you're oprah right now i feel that the good fast forwarding again got to relate everything back to my own personal experiences sorry uh I did not do any of the good fast forwarding in a lot of situationships where I knew there was a conversation to be had, but I literally would like have a half conversation. I would have a conversation ship or a situation conversation, you know, like I'd have half of a conversation just to be like, well, I sort of asked him what, how he felt, you know, a situation ship conversation ship. Yeah. Yeah. Really, you know, Oprah over here today. Okay. But I would, I would not push fast forward because I didn't really want the outcome. It's like you didn't want the movie to end, but you knew it was going to. Um, and so if I had pushed fast forward earlier in the good way, had the conversation, learned this person wasn't into me or told that person I wasn't into them, so much time saved. This is not a novel concept. We talk about it all the time. So much time saved. Ultimately, like, it hurts in the moment. You think things can change. You know in your gut, your gut, are, the human gut, it, you know, not the kind that you need probiotics for. Just like <laughs> your gut feeling is so, I just feel in like, does this person like me back situationships or is this a good or bad or healthy relationship? Like it is so right. It's been right for me, even if I couldn't admit or listen to it so many yeah. times. So when you kind of get to that gut feeling, like rip the bandaid earlier, I think you open yourself up to like one, just feeling more confident in your ability to whether you're ending something or basically saying I'm getting rejected after asking to have something go further. You're, you're getting more confident in your ability to ask for what you want and that's only going to lead to better ability down the line and asking what you want. And two, you're not going to get caught in something where people are like tiptoeing towards the aisle because no one can say anything or where you're you know, settling for less because you're afraid to ask for more. And I think that all of those kind of behaviors where things aren't addressed lead to this weird like, now it's time for me to propose. Now I get engaged. Now we have kids. And then we're divorced. So, yeah. So totally. I guess that's just to say like it's a good – good fast forwarding is really good and healthy. And I like that it feels like practice for, for being – for being more okay being independent. I feel like that's the, the thread here. Totally. Yeah. And for being really good at saying what you want. Like, I wish I could have gone back to two relationships that I can think of and probably more situationships that I can't and say, like, I would like for us to have more independent lives or I would like for us to have, like, a common understanding of what a relationship is or whatever it is. Like, I just wish I could go back and avoid wasting my time but also really other people's time Mm -hmm. by being honest being more selective and yeah being confident enough to know that I could say what I want and if the relationship ended because of that it wasn't the right relationship yeah I like this quote it just feels very pertinent to what you just said try to let go of what society tells you that you should be interested in find what works for your unique self our relationship skills are a lifelong learning project it's like not only your unique self it's like your unique relationship or situationship that you're in like what 
does and does not work versus what you should or should not want. Like, oh, I should be so interested in this person. He's really sweet. He buys me presents. And (laughs) this is really shallow. And, you know, is a nice boy. Like, bringing him home to mom and dad would be great. Like, that doesn't mean you have to like that person. Yeah. And I think that lots of people have had this experience where they're in a relationship with someone or a situationship or have been on, like, a bunch of dates with someone. And they're like, oh, everything is right but I just don't feel it and that fucking happens dude love is blind like this happens on love is blind where you're like yeah everything about this person checks every box and they're attractive and they're nice and they're good to me and I just it doesn't it's not it and that's the intuition thing of like trusting that sooner I think would help some of these love is blind people I think it would help us like, we don't have to see everything through to, like, a painful conclusion. If we feel something intuitively isn't right, we should, like, take action in that direction. Or if we feel something is intuitively right. I yeah. wish I had been so fucking quick when I was first dating Jeff to be like, you are, like, as close to a soulmate as I believe exists for me. I don't really believe in soulmates. But it's like, that's how I felt quickly. I was like, something is different. We are connected at a different level. I feel so safe with you. I feel so like all of these things happened so fast. And that's what happens to, I feel like everyone when they find the person who I think really lights them up. And I know people who are married who that's not the case for. And so like if we can be like when we do feel it, you know, again, with being like Jeff was like that to me. And I was like, whoa, you're freaking me the fuck out. Chill out. You're an insane person, even though I was lightly feeling it, too. You know, so there is like there are balances to be struck, but I think like at least identifying it within ourselves. I wish back yeah. then I could have said to myself, this is like a very special person in relationship and I've got to like make sure that I tend it to like a little garden. That I think, again, Liza, brilliance, because when you were saying you felt that connection and it felt so right so fast, I was trying to think about my own relationship and this is the only relationship I felt like that safety, all the things you were describing – And I may have felt it inside myself fast, but there was so much noise and like panic about what a relationship should and shouldn't be and what that person should and shouldn't look like and whether they should or should not be from Jacksonville, Florida. (laughs) Um, I'm only saying you, Florida Florida people. One one more consumption corner. (laughs) Real quick. I've seen the first season of The Good Place. Um, Tony never has, so we're watching it. And there's just, like, running jokes about Jacksonville. He's from there. It's funny. So, sorry. It's just top of mind. (laughs) I still have never watched it. I, like, need to. It's great for, like, I've been, like, having it on the background while I've been, like, I had to work at night sometimes. But you want to, like, veg out. You don't want to be sitting at your your big computer. Yeah, totally. And it's been perfect for that. Especially because I've seen the first season. But it's, it's, Eliza, it's a really good that kind of show. It's, it's quite good. And again, That's I've only perfect. seen first season. But all of that is to say, all these kind of, all of that noise makes it hard to like, I guess, I guess the fast forwarding might not be as fast as you'd like, but it might t- take some time to like be confident in that connection you're feeling inside just based on everything that's happened to you in your life the stories you've told yourself the experiences you've had so I just wanted to mention that when you said that like you but you had a deep level again like I feel like gut gut level you felt like something was different in a positive way Mm -hmm. Um, can I ask you a question what are your thoughts kind of going back to the attractiveness thing and we won't get into the specifics of 
a couple I'm thinking of on Love is Blind. We'll do that next week. But what about that? Like, especially I think for people who have dated and come to expect or focus more on like casual dating and really want immediate physical attraction. What do you feel about like good and bad fast forwarding there? Like when, I don't know, like attraction for me can grow over time with personality, but I can't also be like, there's some people I just never want to make out with. Yes. From minute one. And that's like, I mean, there is so much, I talk about this class all the time. I took a human sexuality class in college that I literally like continue to think about weekly since then, you know, 12 years later or something. Shout out Northwestern. Um, I just mean like I have not thought about one class from college in the past. Oh my God. (laughs) There are a couple, but there are a couple ones that like really stick out. But the human sexuality one is always relevant possibly because we have a podcast about dating (laughs) but it was a great (laughs) class I wish I could remember the name of the professor he was actually fired after I left because there were these like uh, this is just a fun anecdote but there are these he did these demonstrations after class or he would have these panels in between classes or after classes that were like not required but they were just really interesting like I remember one of the panels I went to was basically a panel on on queer sex and he brought in like 10 queer people and basically like had them really openly discuss their sex lives like and it was it's another thing where I remember it so clearly I just learned a lot it gave me like an insight into that world questions you don't obviously like want to ask your your queer friends because you don't want to otherize them but these these people were here to like talk about it and so it was literally like an open forum and it was super fucking interesting just gave a, a window into like you know a different a different like sex life than my own um but he did a demonstration after class of a something called a fuck saw. <laughs> like it was like a sex demonstration where they demonstrated this sex toy and he got fired. But like oh, the no. literally people were like in an uproar about his firing because this class was so formative to like Shoot. Uh, uh, so many years of Northwestern students. Like almost everyone at Northwestern took this class. It was one of those things. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And yes. we had one about sex and dying. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> these things that people don't. Yeah, another thing where it's like, yes, let's talk about this, and yeah, uh, in like an academic setting. But I learned so much in this class. Blah blah. Anyway, pheromones are important. Smells are important. That same thing about trusting your gut with attraction is important. I have kissed people where I'm like, oop, nope, 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 nope. Don't like it. Don't like the way you smell. Don't like the way you taste. Nope. Like that's important, and you should trust it. I think that if like the kernel of attraction is there, you should give it a chance. You know, like it can grow. I think that like you do really know when it's not right. But if you don't feel if you don't feel any attraction to someone at all or if you feel like repulsed by the idea of having sex with them, that is something like in your biology and you should listen to that. And it's totally fine. Um, If you have like developed an amazing relationship, say over like text, email, whatever FaceTime like some kind of like long distance amazing relationship all the love is blind and then you meet and you're not attracted that's a fucking tough situation I don't know what I would do and yeah I'm not saying like I feel like even like six weeks you haven't had like the spell of passionate sex I don't think it's gonna work out in the long run I don't you know yeah but I guess like first dates thinking of it you should never force yourself to try anything with anyone you don't feel attracted to but I'm just I, I just I love rethinking the fast forward we kind of expect on a first date sometimes when it comes to attraction, especially again, to your point, Liza, even if you're not in a pod, like you've been texting and the chemistry was great there. Like 
I think you give it more than one shot. But again, listening to that gut, because at one point it's going to be real clear with you. Yeah. And like if you are, I also know some people who like don't love having sex with their partners. And that is yeah not really great or sustainable long term. Nope. You know, so like you also have to fast forward, even if something is really good or you're like, I I would also really, if you are doing or find yourself in the kind of like bad fast forwarding zone, just to consider sex and your attraction to your partner as like a big part of that. Like do not fast forward to marriage with someone who you don't really, really like having sex with. It's not a good idea because it It will just like it will just this is the longest I've been in a relationship at the risk of oversharing, like, even with the attraction, like, just you're living together. The pandemic, you're like, oh, my gosh. It's yeah. very different than those early times, you know? It just is. Not that. Totally. I don't. I'm not extremely attracted and horny all the time, but I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it is different. It does change. But, yeah. like, that, but, like, then every once in a while, I'm sure you feel this, too. You're like, oh, my God, I think you're so hot. Like, it just, oh like, my will God. Cut, you know, yes. I won't want to yes. touch Jeff for, like, two weeks. And then I'll be like, oh, my God, like, I think you're actually, like, a hot babe. And, like, that's, that still happens. It just, you know, <laughs> happens less than it did in our first year of dating, whatever. You but really can't force the physical attraction. As much as yes. I'm, like, stay open, that, that stay open window is pretty short. Like, you'll, yeah. when you know, you know if you're not attracted to someone. I totally. And also, I think, like, truly, even if there's just, like, a nugget of attraction, even if there's a little bit, you should give it a little bit of a chance. Because I do think, and I have experienced attraction growing, I think everyone has. So, like, if you're like, yeah, I'm not grossed out by you, I don't. I like the way you smell. I like, you know, I vibe with you. I like cuddling with you. I like holding hands with you. If you feel like some form of physical connection with them, give it a chance. Even if you're like, yeah, visually, you're not whatever. Like, give them some time. Yeah. I dig it. And what about when a a friend is like about to get married? Oh, yeah. They've known the person for nine months. No, I, I mean, I... I have to be careful because <laughs> I have to be careful. Yeah, um, this ha- I mean, some look, people this fast forward just to get to the marriage yeah. button. And sometimes connections happen faster than I understand because people get married quickly and they stay together forever. So I'm not trying yeah. to be too judgy, but I'm also a very judgmental human. And this It is certainly happens. It certainly works out sometimes. And it certainly doesn't work out sometimes. And yeah, with friends, I have not like it is so tricky to talk to friends about their relationships when this comes up with other people and I even had friends ask me if they think things are moving too fast and I always try to focus really 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 a lot on their needs I'll be like well what about your needs like are they listening to you are they communicating with you do you guys like fight and do you resolve it like I think both of those things are important I I have friends who like don't fight in their relationships and it's because they never bring stuff up that bothers them and I cannot imagine (laughs) literally I'm the opposite direction in a bad way I'm like everything that bothers me for one second I have to have a caucus about well this is also a quarantine thing of like okay we're roommates we're co-workers (laughs) we're business partners and it's it's a lot of you know whatever but that's how I try to do it, but I also have certainly experienced, I think, friends who are, like, in a slight state of, 
I don't want to say delusion because it's not that. It's like they're, I just can't think of a better word. I want to pub up with thesaurus.com. But it's like a, they're convincing themselves or they're, they really yeah. want things to work. And I try to gently be like, remember, there's no rush. Remember, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. Remember that like these things take time and you don't, you know, I try to be gentle about it. But I also find that mostly people do. The the thing that sucks is that I think almost all of the time when people are in relationships, they do what they want to do. Yeah. And I think that talking about your to your friends about it, even if they bring it up, can be kind of a losing game. Yeah. So that's why I always try to really center it on like, well, how are you feeling? Does it? How does it feel to you? Do you feel like it's too fast? Do you feel like what? What are your concerns? Why are you bringing it up with me? Like, what's you know, like centering it on like I care about you and I want you to get what you need. Yeah, it's interesting. I agree with you. It's a losing game. It's almost not worth it. And it's so hard sometimes. It's really hard. Yeah. It, Unless uh, obviously someone's abusive physically or emotionally. Of course. Then say your fucking peace. That's important. Yeah. Because the other thing is you could say your peace and this has happened to me. And not even be the one who initiated it. To your point, Liza, a friend's bringing it up. You're agreeing with them. They break up. They get back together. And then you're just in this weird – it really does impact your friendship too because you feel kind of like, but I thought we got somewhere. Or like, do you feel weird? Like, what did you share with that person that I ever yeah. said? Or I – yeah, it's like in hindsight, it's really sad sometimes if you see your friend unhappy. And again, we're not talking about anything – abusive mentally physically emotionally but it's really sad sometimes to see what you see as your friend settling and not be able to do anything about it but unfortunately like even if they're giving you the opening I would say from personal experience I regret like even like going to that level of conversation with them because one I learned more things where I was like oh no I kind of wish you weren't in this relationship even more now to it's not your life and they're not going to do things the way you do and yeah. they have every right not to and I guess yeah it's just almost not worth going there yeah and they're probably coming to you to look for evidence that they their own gut is wrong you know that would be my guess I think yes, usually always. when that conversation is brought up to me I feel like you're having ambivalence and you're bringing it to me because you want me to tell you that it's wrong. There, that that this is perfect. It's a great guy. You should go for it. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Like, I, you know, whatever. And I've done this myself when I've, like, wanted to chat at length with friends about relationships that are not right. And yep. I would say, again, you can gently guide someone, but you can also be like, well, why do you, like, what makes you want to talk about it for me? You're like, how can I be helpful to you? What I care about is your happiness. I would say like never share opinions about the other person, even if you hate them. Again, yeah. unless they're abusive. But even if you really, really, really don't like them, keeping it like, I love you. I'm here for you. I want to make sure you're happy. You're getting what you're, you need. How can I help you with that? Like, how, what do you need from me? Um. And even if you want to be the one to lightly bring something up, be like, are you happy? Are you like getting, are your needs met? Are you guys like talking about your feelings? Like, I think you can open that conversation, but in general, I wouldn't because I don't think it does much. Yeah. It's like open it with questions the way you just were kind of play the therapist, but don't, but then don't. That's kind of the problem. You don't want to be the therapist because you're not the therapist. Yeah. Recommend therapy. 
Uh, yeah, you're you are on the money. I have gone. You know, usually I have brought up relationship issues because I want to hear the opposite. I want to hear that it's okay. Same. We so. all do it. We want people to be like, oh my god, no! Like he loves you. This is fine. Um. So yeah, and usually that's not the answers we get, you know, because it's, but it's like, it is a really tricky thing navigating conversations about friends or family members' relationships. And it is like, not a great scene. I also think that sometimes like, you can recommend to friends that they talk to like, older people. I tend to find Mm. that those conversations from older people, aunts, moms, dads, whatever like older trusted people can be a little easier to digest because it's not like you know it's like advice from someone who's been in a relationship for longer if they're married and um that can be helpful but yeah fast forward through you talking shit about their boyfriend or girlfriend because it's not gonna go well um all right pals we did it (laughs) very like yeah, downbeat note to end on. But anyway, everybody, uh, your homework for this week is to watch Love is Blind. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll yeah. be back. We will be back next week with a breakdown of the second season of Love is Blind and more feelings. Enjoy. Go on a date. Go on a date. And, uh... <laughs>